0: Hi friends, let's talk about addiction because I have got a lot to say. I am a product of parents who were addicts. My biological father had alcohol fetal syndrome when he was born, to my knowledge. My father who raised me died of a heroin overdose six years ago on Thanksgiving. And my mother, biologically, it's the only one I ever had, is five years sober from a methamphetamine addiction. I'm 26 years old, so if that tells you anything, I also lost my dad at 20, again my mom's been sober since right around the time that my father passed, and my biological father and me don't really have that much of a connection except for genetically. So when I say every single odd in this world was against me to not be in recovery, to not be sober, and everything was for me to have an addiction for the rest of my life, come on. Come on there is such a thing as nature versus nurture. So we're talking environment and genetics, right? So how you grew up, but also genetically how you're engineered. And again, both of those affected me negatively. So I had an alcoholism problem for four or more years. I never, ever, ever liked alcohol. I used to hate it when I first tried it. First time I ever tried it, I was 15. My mom never drank I seen her drink a beer twice and empty it in the sink both times because she didn't enjoy drinking. She got alcohol poisoning, I think at like 22 and just never, never could drink again after that. My dad only ever drank beer here and there, like a couple when he would go deer hunting. And I can't remember a time that I seen a beer in his hand. Those are just memories I have. My biological father, there are quite a few instances growing up in my childhood where he would come around and every single time, except maybe two out of the twelve, I'm gonna just throw numbers out there, randomize that, because uh, I'd say that's in the ballpark village of as close as we're gonna get to accurate, would be belligerently drunk. So I never had the direct influence of people drinking in front of me, but I have plenty of examples of why not to get introduced to heroin or methamphetamine. And both of my parents also smoked marijuana. And that was something that I also partook in in the beginning. And that wasn't, it's not something that I look at negatively. It's not something I continue to partake in because I live a fully sober lifestyle now. But, you know, it's interesting to me that I put marijuana down so I could spend more money on alcohol. And it's just something to consider. I'm just being honest. I'm laying all the facts out here. So that is my credentials when I'm talking to you about addiction. Those are my credentials. And there's a message I want to tell you. There's a message I want to convey because this has been on my mind and... You know, I was gonna wait till I got a better microphone to film with, I was gonna wait till I got a microphone at all, I got a microphone found out it's not compatible with my camera. And so I was gonna wait longer, and I already filmed a video on this look, and I was like, no, this message is on my brain, it's on my heart, I'm gonna share it with you right now. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm yelling at you, because I'm not, but sometimes you need a little bit of tough love, so if this video found you, it's not coincidence. If you clicked on this and you're struggling with alcoholism or addiction of any kind, it's not coincidence. It's not, let's be honest, okay? So, there might be a little bit of tough love in here, but that's literally because I love you. No one ever sat me down and said, Daisy, you have a problem. Oh, both of my parents were too distracted, and by the time I got really bad, one was dead, one was in prison. Both of my siblings were younger than me, and I shielded them from my alcoholism as much as possible because that wasn't their burden to bury. To carry. To bear? Anyway. Yeah. I struggled. It was bad. And no one came to me, gently or roughly, and said, Daisy, you need help. This is how we're going to do it. There were like a few instances, very, very, very few instances, where someone would say like, hey, be careful. Kind of insinuate that they knew that I had a problem, but still would allow me to continue to make the decisions and the choices that I was making around them and in front of them, enabling me further enabling me to continue living the way that I was living, which was atrocious and making decisions that did not line up with my character at all. And there is a whole lot of he said, she said, that was weird, you probably should have done something kind of resentment that I could have that I just don't. I just don't because ultimately it was my, you know, I needed to decide to get sober for myself. But sometimes you need someone to tell you that you need to get sober. So let me tell you something right now. When you are using a substance and abusing it, you're doing it to numb. I don't care if it's heroin, I don't care if it's meth, I don't care if it's marijuana, I don't care if it's alcohol, you're using it to numb something, right? So you're numb, you don't feel anything. You don't feel pain, trauma, sadness, anger. Mm, You might feel anger, but it's misdirected, right? It's not like appropriate. And you also numb all the good things because if you're numb, you're numb. You don't get belly laughter or gratitude or joy, happiness, love, real feelings. You don't feel them. There's there's pseudo-feelings for sure and emotions, but you don't get to feel feelings. You're numb from everything. And so if we're numbing ourselves from something, that means we must have been through something pretty traumatic that makes us not want to feel it, or it was traumatic enough. To where we didn't feel like we had the tools or the resources to help us get through it. And the only way to get through anything is to feel through it. And that's what therapists are for. So you can talk through it and feel through it and get through it and get through the stages of that to kind of put it behind you and process it. The more you talk about things, the more you understand them. So the more you say things out loud, the more you believe it your brain looks for proof and the more that you will understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and we are constantly learning things in life life is a journey to learn things that's what it is and so if you're numbing yourself constantly you're not learning any lessons you're not reaping the repercussions of your actions and if you are you're doing it while numb so you're not getting the weight of how important that is. You're, you're you're missing out on messages. You're missing out on training. You're missing out on preparation for all the things that life journey still has to continue to throw at you. So it's going to make it harder if you're numbing all of that. So you can either choose to get sober, right? You can choose for yourself to live a good, happy, healthy, fruitful life that is full of joy and love and happiness and ups and downs because life is still in. Life is just life, you know? You're still gonna be on a roller coaster of up and downs, my friend. You are. But when I tell you it is so much easier to roll with the punches when you are sober, and it is so much more rewarding, humbling, and gratifying to feel every feeling, it makes it so much more worth feeling the bad feelings knowing you get to feel the good ones too. <sighs> And no matter what, things still happen. So no matter how long you numb yourself, you can either numb yourself for the rest of forever and everyone will always just consider you the addict, the person who never put any love into any of the other relationships or people around them who loved them because they literally could not contribute anything to themselves other than feeding their addiction because that's who they became. Or you can get sober and you can create meaningful relationships, memories you remember, be present, Be there, be a listener, be an active listener, be a friend, be a shoulder to cry on, and have that available to you also in life because you are that for other people. You can't get what you don't give, and you can't be that if you can't be that. And no one's gonna be that if you're drinking alcohol 24 seven. Which I was, hi, me, my name's Daisy, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I don't go to AA, a lot of people ask me that, it's just not something that really aligns with my life or helps to contribute to my sobriety. I kind of just like to think of myself as living a life that doesn't include alcohol now. I have a partner who's never even drank alcohol once in his life, so our household is alcohol-free. I set very firm boundaries with if I'm able to go to a friend's wedding or not, I'm honest with them, and if they can't understand that I'm not able to be around alcohol on certain days that are harder for me to say no than others, then they're really not a friend that I need in my life, because honestly, all I'm doing is trying to attract people, things, and places. places that get me further into the position of life that I want to be. Because that's what life is all about. Finding out what you want and going for it. And if you've got obstacles in your way that you are enabling to be in your way, then you only have yourself to blame. And blaming yourself and having a lot of shame and guilt on yourself is something you already have to deal with in sobriety, so you don't really want to add to it if you know what I mean. Boundaries are hard, but they come with time. And it makes your life a hell of a lot easier. And when you realize that, you won't necessarily be nearly as upset with having to create them or dread them as often. It will kind of just come natural. But when it comes to addiction and thinking, oh, wow, she said I could have like a beautiful, gratifying, humbling, fruitful life. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am right. I am and I'll tell you what I was the most hopeless depressed like I literally thought I was a lost cause. I thought I was going crazy. My brain felt like it was shrinking. I didn't have organic fruitful thoughts. Nothing was creative or inspiring to me anymore. And I remember as a kid just like having all these like inspiring ideas, randomly being so creative and getting sparks of inspiration and creativity and acting upon them and creating things and being such an artistic person who expressed myself through poetry and art and writing and all of those things. None of that happened to me. It all stopped. And when I had that realization, I was like, that's one of the first like thoughts I've actually had in a long time. One of the only thoughts I've had that I feel like I formed by myself in a long time. Because if you're in an, alco- an alcoholic, it affects your brains and it affects your brain in a lot of ways, right? In a lot of ways that I don't scientifically understand, but that I do understand because I lived it. And what I can tell you from the standpoint of living it is that I genuinely didn't think things through. Because if I had to think things through, it took too much time. I was trying to get to party, I was trying to go drink, I was trying to go have fun, okay? Who has time to think about things? Who has time to think things through? I do this, it, it works for me all the time, I do this all the time, it, it, it's fine, it'll work itself out. Um, I genuinely just didn't have thoughts. And I think that I also avoided having thoughts and conversations with myself, which is really, really healthy, by the way, um, because I didn't want to hear what my inner child and my inner self had to say, which wasn't very nice. Which is why, like, this tough love is kind of coming from me, because, like, get it together. You are not the victim. Things do not happen to you. They happen for you. And if you're constantly numb, you will never see that. You will never be able to find the lesson. You will never be able to understand the why. You will never be able to see the possibility of a greater outcome or think that a better life is on the other side because it's woe, woe is me. And it's so much easier, right, to be an addict than it is to be a responsible adult and deal with everything. I mean, we can argue back and forth of if it's easier. It feels easier, but I'm going to tell you right now, it isn't easier and let Like, let's not even talk about all the health problems that can come from it, aside from the touch that I have alluded to, the mental problems that can come from it. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sneeze. (sighs) What great timing. Nope, it passed. Okay. (laughs) So when it comes to all of the things that you're doing to your body, you're degrading it, you are lacking in self-love, in self-care, Um, there, there was a point in time where I didn't brush my teeth and I don't know how long, and that is so embarrassing to admit on the internet, but, like, let's be fucking real. I could have cared less that my eyes would open the next morning. The last thing I was doing was having a toothbrush, a toothpaste, water, and standing in the bathroom and scrubbing each individual tooth. Like, are you kidding me? I could not be bothered. And I'm using this real life experience, this real thing that I didn't do to take care of myself, which you really should be doing, to expose to you guys how real and raw addiction is and that you're not the only one. And if you're watching this and you're an active addiction and you have some of the same habits or lack of the same habits that I did, you, you really realize when you put this on the internet and you hear other people's stories that, We're all the same. It's all the same. There might be different reasons and it might be a different substance, but we're getting down to the root of the generality of this abuse. It's the same. We lack self-love. And I don't know where it came from for you. Sometimes I, Way the options of where it came from for me and think, well, that couldn't have been me because I do love myself so much and I'm a Leo and I'm so prideful and I have an ego and all of these things. But it's just the reality of if you're destroying your body like that, you genuinely do not care to live. And it's hard to live a life where you never wanted to make it past 16, but then you did, and then you're 18 and you made it past that, and then you're 20, and then your dad doesn't make it past that. Like it is so confusing and it's so hard. I truly, truly get it and understand guys like I it's hard it's confusing and you're like where is my life plan at it is so much easier to just ignore all of this and drink more alcohol but is it is it easier or do we just think it's easier in the moment because do you really have anything to compare it to think about that do you have anything to compare if addiction is actively abusing a substance is easier than living a life in recovery. Is it? Because I promise I can find some people, if you think that it is, to tell you that it isn't. Enough to convince you. Enough to make you believe if I'm not enough. Because if you have nothing to compare it to, you don't get to make that statement, you don't get to make that agreement in your mind, and you don't get to make that decision because you have no proof. You can't make a logical decision with no proof. That's called being delusional, okay? And that's unhealthy. All right? So when it comes to addiction, you can either be the person who for the rest of their life abuses a substance to where so many traumatic events pile up and life keeps happening around them to where you were only ever referred to as the addict, as the alcoholic aunt, as the drunk one, as the meth head, as the crack head, as the heroin addicts. You can be referred to as all of those things for the rest of your life and never ever be anything or have anything to show for it on your deathbed or you can get help. You can get sober and you can change everything around. You can be anything you want. You can do anything you want. All that's stopping you is you. That is all that is stopping you. I deal with the same shit. I'm in sobriety and I'm like, I want to make a podcast. I want to talk about this. I want to inspire people. And then I'm like, no one wants to listen to me. Who am I? And I'm like, no, but I have so much experience and I really feel so passionate about this. And then I'm like, yeah, but I don't even have a microphone. People are going to hate the audio. And I'm like, you know what? If you feel inclined to do something, do it. The only thing that's putting like stopping me my way is me. It's not like YouTube saying, no, you can't upload this my camera's like no i'm not gonna record this for you like nothing is stopping me but me which is why i'm filming this video with terrible audio and i promise to get a better microphone but nothing nothing is stopping you but you okay i made some of the most embarrassing heinous worst decision human beings can make while in active alcoholism and i'm not using my alcoholism as an excuse but if you are an alcoholic i know that you can relate and i know that you can understand kind of what i'm talking about how it's not really A thought. You don't really think about it. You just kind of do it because you've already done it. And then you do it. And then later down the line, you realize you're not who you ever wanted to be and you're not proud of yourself. And then you think, well, I always wanted to be who I needed when I was younger, and I'm not even who I need to be for myself now. And it changes your whole perspective. And I'm such a firm believer in having these conversations and talking everything through because the more we talk, the more we say. And the more we say, the more chance we have an opportunity to say something to someone that changes their perspective, which ultimately changes their life forever. If you can say the right thing to someone, it can change their life forever. That's incredible. Do you understand how beautiful and simple it is that a human can communicate with words to another human and change their entire life? The trajectory of their entire life? Their future? What they go on to do? How long they live? What they experience? What they don't? That is powerful it is beautiful and it is so simple so if you've taken anything from this video in my first podcast episode I hope that you understand that there will be some tough love in these lessons that I am teaching you I hope that you take something from this I hope that this points you in the right direction I hope that this inspires you to create something I hope that I hope that if you are watching this and you are struggling, that something that I have said has even slightly tweaked your perspective, changed your perspective even in the teensiest little bit to push you in a a half a step forward to getting your life on track. I hope you find your peace. Sobriety is not easy, but neither is being an active alcoholic or addict. And it's so much more rewarding. There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more fun to have. I'm just saying, and you get to be proud of yourself, which is kind of, like, cool. So you know, maybe you'll come join us over here on the recovery side. Again, I know it's not easy. Not everyone can go to rehab. Not everyone can go to a detox center. Not everyone can pay for this or that, or have their bills paid for, or their dogs watched after, or their kids taken care of. What I did was I detoxed for two days. I got rid of every single alcohol thing. You know what? I'll make a whole separate video because there's a lot of things that I did to get sober when I got sober, and that'll be my second episode. I will go in full detail of every single thing that I did to get sober and ensure my sobriety stuck. How does that sound so if you like this video please give it a thumbs up and let me know that what was weighing on my heart and sharing this message was the right thing to do leave a comment below telling me how long you've been sober if you are because i love to hear it i love to see it and it encourages and supports others to see that it's possible whether it's two days six months eight years or 12 days like it doesn't matter it's so so great please be nice and kind in the comments be encouraging create a community everyone needs a community sobriety can be lonely and I want to be that for people. I want to provide that safe space. So please be kind and courteous in the comments and also uplifting and maybe encouraging as well. So yeah, I hope you guys liked this. I really, really hope it changes some of your perspectives. And, and if it didn't, maybe it helps you to understand a loved one. Um, but either way, I love you all so much. And if you're sober today, I'm so, so proud of you. And if you're trying to get sober, I'm so, so proud of you. I'll see you all in the next, I'll, I'll see you all soon. You'll hear me soon. I don't know how to end this podcast yet because it's also going on YouTube. Okay. Check it out. Give it a rate. Give it a like. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to see. Let me know what you want to hear. Okay.